0: what's going on everyone just a couple of quick things before we get into this week's episode reviewing the disney pixar movie soul so josh doesn't talk much on this episode because as he told me off air after we recorded the episode i was lagging a lot on his end so he was having trouble jumping in and getting his input in because he was getting a lot of lag on his end additionally At the end of the episode, when I was reading feedback from people off of Twitter, I forgot to read feedback from Denver Juggler from TikTok, so I want to get that out of the way now ahead of time. So in regards to the movie Soul, Denver Juggler said that he enjoyed Soul, and it wasn't quite what I was expecting, so thank you, Denver Juggler, he's always given us input. Whenever we ask for it. So I greatly appreciate him. If you're on TikTok, be sure you're following Denver Juggler. He's a great dude. Anyways, having said all that, let's get on with the show. Warning. Although this podcast revolves around Disney, Disney movies, and Disney related themes, we have a tendency to use mature language, which is not suitable for all ages. Discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen welcome to a brand new episode of the ocho and ortiz disney podcast it's been a while we'll get into that in just a sec but what are we reviewing on this episode we're going to take a look at the disney pixar film soul so without further ado let's get this stuff started Josh, how is it going? Oh, it's a going buddy, Dave. How are you? It's I'm I'm doing okay. I am once again temporarily laid off of work because of the Rona and I wasn't the Rona. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I wasn't expecting to have another long layoff between episodes. But unfortunately, my computer broke down and I had to try and get a new one. And of course, with it being locked down, it's hard to get a computer anywhere except for buying it online. And you don't really know what the quality is going to be when you buy it online. But I found one. It's working. We're back. And as I said off the top, we are going to review Seoul. And I actually I know on the last episode where we were sort of doing our 2020 year in review, we were saying that we want to get more feedback from people And for this episode, I've actually got some feedback from a couple of my followers on Twitter. So we will read that at the end once we have reviewed the film. But this film came out around Christmas time. I think it was released on Christmas Day on on Disney Plus. With all the movie theaters being closed, everything's pretty much going straight to streaming. Fortunately, it's not one of those that they're charging people for. When the live-action version of Mulan came out, I think it was what, like thirty bucks? Thirty-four ninety-nine, I think. Yeah, something like that. So fortunately, they didn't do that with Soul. They just released it for free on Disney Plus. And I, I had heard good things, but I didn't know what to expect. Of course, it is Pixar, so you know Pixar is always gonna knock it out of the park. What were your expectations for it going in?
1: I don't know. I didn't really have many expectations. I heard a few people say it was a good thing, but I was like, all right. And again, it's a Pixar movie. When do they ever really make bad movies, right? Exactly, exactly. They just... Asi- aside from Up.
0: You didn't like Up?
1: I've never liked Up.
0: Oh, man, I, I enjoy Up. I, I I think it tends to be a little overhyped at times, but mm-hmm. I did enjoy I did enjoy Up. It's been a while since I've seen it. I mean, it's probably one that some point down the road we we're gonna review, but I'm not gonna rush into that. Although, speaking of reviews, I did have a I did have a user suggested review again from the Twitter followers that gave me their their thoughts on on Soul. One of them also gave me a suggestion on on a movie to review, and we'll we'll get to that a little later on if if I remember. But. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest by the time we're we're done reviewing this I'm probably not going to remember what movie he asked me to review but well like I have it written down but I'm probably not going to remember to mention it during this podcast but is it, is it goofy shorts again no 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 this this was a twitter request not a not a facebook one but before before we get into the actual review of course I just want to Give a quick little shout out as to where you can find us. So, of course, we are available on most social media platforms. We're available on Twitter at Ocho Ortiz Disney. Facebook, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod. Instagram at Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod. And TikTok, Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod on there as well. You can also help support us by buying some merch from Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash Ocho dash and dash Ortiz or spreadshirt slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod. We were running a promo at the beginning of the year for our Teespring store, but because we didn't really put out many podcasts, I am going to come up with a new promotion for the month of February. The link to that will be in the description down below. As for where you can find us to listen to us, we are available on most major podcasts and platforms. We are available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and of course our main source of uploading is Podbean, Ocho and Ortiz And if you guys can't afford to buy some merch from Teespring or Spreadshirt, then the best way you can help us for free is by just listening to our show on any of the podcasts and platforms that I mentioned, sharing our show with your friends, leaving us a review and a comment. That that definitely helps out more than you guys know. So if you guys enjoy the show, even if you don't enjoy the show, if you have constructive criticism on what you think we can do to improve, Please feel free to leave, leave us a comment, give us a rating, give us a like, or if you don't like us, give us a dislike. And of course, if you are able to support us and you want to help us out by becoming our patron, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod and you can become our patron for as little as a dollar a month. Now, having said all of that, let's get into the review of Soul. So, Soul starts with a high school music band playing kind of poorly. They're playing When You Wish Upon a Star as the opening logo for Disney and Pixar pops up. And we go from hearing that high school, or might have even been middle school, I think it was really more middle school, but we hear that school band playing When You Wish Upon a Star, and that takes us into our first scene of the movie, which is a shot of a school music teacher named Joe, and he's teaching his class. And one of his students, I think her name's Connie, right? Uh, sure. I think it was Connie. She gets lost after everybody else stops playing music. She sort of gets lost in, in, in what she's playing and continues playing her, her trombone. And everyone else in the class sort of, like, laughs at her for, for just sort of zoning out and continuing to play. And that's when Joe sort of, you know, basically tells the students, hey, it's okay to get lost in the music. Like, getting lost in the music is how he found his love for jazz music. And then he, he sits at his piano and he tells, he tells the class a story about his father taking him to a jazz show when he was younger. And, you know, basically talks about how his love for music and in particular jazz music was ignited. And then the principal knocks on the door and sort of interrupts the class. And she talks to Joe outside of the classroom and lets him know that the school is offering him a full time position as the school's music teacher. Because I guess he had only been there sort of on a part-time basis or maybe just like as a as a substitute. They didn't really make it clear. Yeah. But here they were offering him a full-time contract. Ah,
1: true, true, true. true. <laughs> I remember I remember that part. I just don't remember the kid's name. I I, I don't know it's, it's probably uh sorry, it's it's probably yeah. They're offering him a full-time position, you know, he's going to get benefits and Yes. Yeah.
0: Everything that's always good. Yeah. And it's a it's a steady job. And we learn more about that in a little bit. We then cut to a scene at a clothing shop, which presumably Joe's mom owns and operates. She seems to be the she seems to be the head seamstress there. But I don't know if she actually owns it or if she's just like the manager of the shop. I'm going to assume that she owns it. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think she owned it.
0: That, yeah, that's the assumption that I'm going with as well. And Joe is letting his mom know that the school offered him a full-time job. And she's absolutely ecstatic about this. She She's over the moon, happy about it, because he's finally going to have a real steady and reliable job. And she hopes that, that, that with a full-time job, he's finally going to give up on his dream of becoming a musician and just playing local nightclubs for little to no money in the hopes of making it big. And as Joe's mom... I don't I remember this? What's that? I don't
1: remember this scene at all. <laughs> I, the, first scene of, or the, the first scene of the mother that I remember is when he goes to get the suit.
0: That's much, much later on. That's much later on. This, this is like the second no, scene. No, I know. But that, that's, no, that's the only scene that... Yeah, but this one's like the second I don't, I don't second remember scene in the movie. I don't remember... So, yeah. So as he's having a conversation with his mom about getting that full time job, his phone rings and it's a it's a phone call from a former student of his saying that the band that he's playing with is going to be doing a gig later that night with Dorothea Williams. And Dorothea Williams is a jazz musician who Joe absolutely admires. But one of the student's bandmates the, student, the former student's name is Curly, and one of Curly's bandmates can't make, make the gig, so he's calling Joe to fill in, and Joe says that he would die a happy man if he could play with Dorothea Williams. So we then cut to a scene of Joe meeting Curly so he can be introduced to Dorothea Williams, and Dorothea is dismissive of Joe at first during the rehearsal, But Joe really finds his groove and impresses her enough that she invites him to play at the gig later that evening. And he gets so excited after the rehearsal that he's calling people that he knows on his cell phone and he's walking home super distracted while talking on his phone, almost getting killed multiple times by like falling construction debris, almost getting hit by cars. And then eventually he ends up falling down an open sewer and he does die. And from there, we then see Ghost Joe in a dark space on like an escalator type thing, taking him towards a bright light, which we would later find out is known as the Great Beyond. And Joe realizes that he's dead and he's not ready to die and he's sort of also not fully willing to believe that he's dead, and he does anything he can to get away from the giant ball of light that the escalator is moving towards, and he manages to escape and sort of enter into another dimension of the afterlife. So as he's as he's going through this this other dimension into this other form of the afterlife, he ends up landing in a field, and he's surrounded by a bunch of ghost children. Do you remember this part at all?
1: Yeah, no, I remember, I remember that. The, 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 um. So yeah, so, where the the children?
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. The the ghost. Sorry, like, you're you're cutting out a
1: little bit, so I'm hearing it.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, where the uh, where the ghost children are? He lands in the field, and he's surrounded by the ghost children. Yeah, okay. I know. You, yeah, I, I know where you are. And there's sort of like this spirit counselor. And she sees what's going on, and she intervenes, and she explains to Joe that these are what's known as new souls. So they're basically the souls of babies that are are about to be born. And Joe tries to figure out where he is. And that's when the ghost counselor tells him that they're in the great before, which has, because of rebranding, been renamed the Youth Seminar. Meanwhile, back at the Great Beyond, we see the spirit accountant, whose name is Terry, and he notices that the count of souls is off, meaning that one of them is missing. We then go back to the Great Before, and we learn that the Great Before is where youth souls get their personalities before being allowed to go down to Earth, through what's known as the Earth Portal. Joe sneaks away and tries to use the Earth portal to get back to his body, but he keeps getting sent back to the Great Before instead. Yeah, he just, he, he just keeps jumping in over and over again multiple times, but every time he gets close, it
1: gets pulled back because he doesn't have a little patch yes. that says he can go
0: there. Yes, he doesn't, have his, he doesn't have an Earth badge that would allow him entry yes. into Earth. The Counselor finally catches up with Joe, And brings him to the Mentor Center, mistakenly believing that Joe is in the Great Before as a mentor to the new souls, not realizing that he had escaped from the Great Beyond. So they they incorrectly think that he's supposed to be a mentor soul. And Joe just randomly grabs a name badge, obviously not his, and goes inside the Center for a Mentor Seminar. We then see the accountant, Terry, again, and he shows up to let the counselors, and by the way, there's like four or five counselors, and all of their names are Jerry.
1: (laughs) I was about to say that.
0: (laughs) They are all named Jerry. They are all named Jerry, and he lets all the Jerrys know that he's missing a soul, and Terry then goes into what I'm assuming is like a Hall of Records, for souls and i guess everyone that's ever lived and died and he goes in there and he tries to figure out which soul it is that's missing yeah back at the mentor seminar there's a video playing explaining how souls get their personalities and it goes on to say that the only way souls can get to earth is by finding their spark which is where the mentors where the mentors come in The movie explains that the souls could get sparks from the Hall of Everything, which allows them to try every possible activity slash personality to find out what their missing spark is, or they could find their spark in the Hall of You, which allows them to see the moments from their mentor's life. Joe then gets the idea that he's going to help a soul find its spark and then steal their Earth badge so that he can return to his body. Joe is then called on by one of the by one of the counselor Jerry's to come to the stage to be paired with his new soul. And Joe is mistaken as a world renowned psychologist because that's the badge that he had randomly grabbed. And he gets paired with soul 22, which I'm assuming is probably the longest soul that's been in the great before because all the other souls that are there being listed are in like the tens of millions. So this is a soul like one of the first souls that just refused to to find a place on Earth. So he gets paired with Soul 22, who has a long history of not finding her spark and having and a long history of not having interest in finding her spark. 22's past mentors, we're told, have included Lincoln, Gandhi, and Mother Teresa joe and 22 get shoved off into the hall of view but obviously because they're thinking that he's a psychiatrist it's showing all the moments from the life of dr bjorgensen 22 explains that she doesn't want to go to earth and many other great mentors have tried and failed we then see some of her other mentors which include people like muhammad ali copernicus and then we do see her mentoring with lincoln but yeah, so she, she mentions that other, other mentors have tried and failed to get her to find her spark to go to Earth. Joe then explains that he's not the doctor, which 22 doesn't believe at first. She thinks that he's just using reverse psychology to, to get her to actually listen to him. And Joe then asks if there's a way to show another life in the hall. So 22 pulls up a podium and places Joe's hand on it, and I guess it reads like his ghost spirit DNA, and it instantly replaces Dr. Bjorgensen's life with Joe's life. We then see Joe's life flash before them, and we see the scene that Joe was talking about earlier, going to the jazz club with with his father, and discovering his love for music and, and jazz music, and... Joe is then overcome with sadness as he realizes he didn't accomplish anything in his life that he wanted to. His life was was full of failures and missed opportunities. And he refuses to accept his failures and demands that 22 give him her Earth Badge so he can go back. 22 then explains and demonstrates that the badge is non-transferable and indestructible until the badge is completed by finding the spark. Until then, it stays stuck to the to the soul that it's been assigned to. However, 22 does agree to help Joe find her spark so that she can then give the completed badge to Joe so he can go back and live his life and she doesn't have to live life at all because she'll have completed the badge, but she won't be the one going to Earth. Joe and 22 go to the Hall of Everything to try and find 22's spark, But absolutely nothing ignites her spark. 22 then takes Joe to what's known as the zone, a place where people on Earth go when they're locked in. So basically, like when when you're having a performance and you're really locked in on what you're doing, like an actor during during a performance or athletes having a really good game when they're locked in and they're in the zone. In this movie, the soul represents the 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 movie represents that as a place where souls actually go during that time span. While the while the athletes and everything are focused on the task at hand, and of course, twenty two being twenty two sort of messes with some of the souls. She interrupts an actress during a (laughs) stage play. (laughs) She she throws I think a brick at the at the soul of a basketball player and ends up being a player for the New York Knicks. (laughs) and so she has fun she basically goes to the zone to mess with with other souls they then go past the zone into an area full of lost souls and Joe and 22 come across the mystics who are souls whose bodies are still on earth in like states of trance while their souls roam the celestial plains the mystics led by Moonwind agree to help Joe get back to his body They do eventually find Joe's body lying in a hospital, but Moonwind tells them that they haven't finished the ceremony to take him back yet. Joe doesn't want to wait for the ceremony to be completed, and he shoves Moonwind out of the way and jumps into the Earth portal. But as he shoves Moonwind away, he knocks 22 into the portal with himself, and 22 ends up being the one that falls into Joe's body, and Joe ends up in the body of a cat. I don't quite know. Yeah. I, I I don't quite know no, how It's supposed to be like the healing cat. Yeah, I just it wasn't really explained how Joe ends up in the body of a cat who's already currently alive and has a soul in it. That's that that's just the that's just the one thing that I thought about. Like that's true. Like the cat the cat wasn't dead. Joe was dead. Joe was on life support, but the cat was alive. So where did where did the cat's other soul... Where did the actual cat's soul go? We, we never really get an answer for that one.
1: <laughs> they just got pushed to the side.
0: I guess so. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they, they end up... 22 ends up in Joe's body and Joe's, Joe's soul ends up in a cat. We then get a scene at the hospital where Joe is trying to convince the doctors that he's not a cat. But, obviously, the doctors just see a crazy cat meowing at them and acting aggressively... He then tries to teach 22 how to walk so that they can escape the hospital. Meanwhile, at the same time, he's trying to learn how to walk like a cat because he spent his whole life walking like a human. He doesn't know how to walk like an animal. They finally manage to get in an elevator, go to the lobby and go outside. And 22 gets anxious about the big crowds and loud noises of New York City. Joe, in his cat form, accidentally scratches 22 in his human body, and she ends up running off. He ends up catching up to her and and apologizing, and they end up finding Moonwind, in Moonwind's human form. And they convince him to get 22 out of Joe's body and get Joe's soul back into it, and Moonwind says he'll do it, but, you know, they have to come back later in the day, 6.30 at night. So... They agree to they agreed to meet Moonwin later in the evening. And in the meantime, Joe is trying to get 22 and his body back to his apartment. So he gets 22 to hail a cab. And coming out of the cab that Joe just hailed was Dorothea Williams and, and Curly and the rest of the band. And so Dorothea gets out of the cab and she just sees Joe in a hospital gown eating a slice of pizza and this puts Dorothy off of the idea of having Joe in the band we even we even see in a few scenes later on Curly Curly calls Joe on his cell phone to let him know that he's been kicked out of the band because of the way he looked when Dorothy saw him getting when she got out of the cab we then get a scene of Terry the accountant and he finally figures out that it's Joe who's the missing soul from the great beyond so he goes back down to Earth to try to get him back. We then see Joe, we see Joe in 22 in sort of a montage of in his apartment of doing things. Connie comes to the door saying that she wants to quit. She doesn't like music and 22 in Joe's body convinces her to quit. But then they have a long conversation and by the end of it, Connie doesn't want to give up playing music. And this is also the scene where we get the phone call from Curly letting Joe know that he's of the band, and Joe in his cat form says, "No, we have to make that uh, that that gig." So he decides that he's gonna put the, he's gonna get twenty two to put a suit on and go down and, and be there for for the rehearsal at seven. After they meet Moonwind at six thirty to to get the soul out of the bodies, and during this scene, we also see Joe as the cat trying to give his human body, which is inhabited by 22, a shave. But, of course, him being a cat and also trying to shave while he's staying on a pile of music records, he falls off the records and he botches the shave and cuts a line right through the middle of his hair. So Joe and 22 go to his barber, Dez, and twenty-two in Joe's body starts starts talking to everyone in the in the barber shop. She gets a lollipop. She asks for a lollipop first. And then she starts talking to Dez about his life and how he became a barber. And then he she starts talking like all philosophical and shit about like life. Cause obviously as a soul, she's experienced like the great before. So she's, like, in conversation, which means a lot to her. And then everyone else at the barbershop is just, like, enthralled by it because they think it's, like, this deep philosophical conversation. And then at the end, you know, Des says goodbye to Joe. And 22 and Joe's body says, like, why haven't we ever talked like this before? And Des says, because you, you've never asked me, like, about my life before. So anyways, Joe, Joe and 22 leave and we see Terry again trying to capture Joe, but instead of capturing Joe, he accidentally opens a portal to the Great Beyond, and a guy named Paul, who also happened to be at the barbershop shop when Joe was getting a haircut, he ends up falling into the Great Beyond instead. And yeah. and Ter- Terry Terry gets him sorted, puts his soul back into his body, and puts him back on on Earth. And it's, and then you just see Paul in like in like an alleyway and he's just there shaking like scared to death and Terry's like trying to like calm him down I <laughs> so you'll be alright <laughs> yeah. oh, it, was, it was a funny scene I quite enjoyed it then we get a scene as, of Joe and 22 walking through the streets of New York and we start to see 22 enjoying herself and enjoying being on earth But as they're walking around the city, she bends over and accidentally rips a hole in Joe's suit pants. So they have to go to Joe's mom to get the suit fixed up. So they get to Joe's mom's shop only to find out that his mom knows about the gig later in the evening with Dorothea. And then Joe and his mom sort of get into a mini argument. But then they finally sort of have a heart to heart talk. And, you know, he, he brings up the fact that, you know, his father never gave up on his dreams of becoming a musician. And his mom pointed out, well, yeah, your father didn't give up, but he always had me there to to help him out, to back him up and give him support. And of course, Joe's a single guy, so he has no one there to back him up. Anyways, they end up having a heart to heart. And, you know, Joe's mom finally relents and she ends up altering the suit that joe's dad used to wear to his gigs so now it's now it's joe's suit we then see another scene of 22 starting to realize more and more that she actually enjoys being on earth moonwind shows up at six thirty to put things right and switch the souls out but 22 doesn't want to get get out of the body yet and she wants to keep enjoying her time on earth so she takes off running and Cat Joe chases after her to get his body back. And at one point, they're both running through a subway. And as 22 is running through the subway with Joe, with Joe's body and Joe Cat chasing after her, Terry opens up a portal to the great beyond, which 22 and Joe both end up running through once again, releasing their souls from the bodies. They end up in the great before. And Joe and 22 start fighting. And as they're fighting, it's pointed out by the counselors that 22 has completed her Earth badge. And so, you know, Terry's trying to get Joe back to the great beyond right away. And the counselors are like, well, let's be fair. He's the mentor. He's supposed to see his new soul off to Earth. So let him take her to the Earth portal so she can so, so she can go to Earth, and then you can have joe's Soul after. So Joe and and twenty two go to the Earth portal, and you know they're still fighting. And Joe's basically telling twenty two that she only started to enjoy things on Earth because she was in his body, so she was having his experiences and his enjoyment of things. And he's basically belittling her joy and saying that it's not really hers. So she gets, she gets pissed off and throws her Earth Badge at Joe. And Joe tries to throw it back at her. But after he picks it up and turns around, she's already gone. So Joe then takes the badge and goes back to Earth. Meanwhile, a dejected 22 heads towards the plane of lost souls. The now revived human version of Joe with Joe's actual soul in it goes to the club and convinces Dorothea to let him play with her, which she agrees to, and Joe absolutely kills it. And after the gig, Dorothea officially makes Joe a member of the quartet, and we also see his mom talk to him after the show and tell him that she's proud of him. Meanwhile, Joe is starting to have doubts about whether or not this is what he actually wants. And he goes home and he sits at his piano and he pulls a bunch of stuff out of his suit pocket, which 22 had put in there. There's like, uh, I think like a half-eaten loaf of, not salami, I'm trying to, but like a half-eaten piece of meat. (laughs) Christ, I, I know exactly what it was supposed to be and I can't think of the name of the damn piece of meat. Anyways... There's also, like, a spool from his mom's workshop in there, a spool of wool. There's a bunch of other stuff, including a leaf. It's one of those small, thin leaves, the brown ones. I don't know, like, when I was a kid, we would peel... We would sort of split them open, and there was a stickiness inside, and we would stick them on our nose because kids are idiots. (laughs) But if anyone out there knows what I'm talking about, like, you, you understand... For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I apologize. You're not gonna understand. <laughs> so, anyways, he's looking at all these, all these things, and he's thinking about his life, and he's sort of reflecting on how he was rude to 22 in their argument, basically belittling her and telling her that she was she was only experiencing his memories and and his feelings. So, again, he looks down at at all the stuff that. 22 had collected and he starts to play his piano and as he plays his piano more he enters the zone and he sees the soul of moonwind again and moonwind tells joe that 22 has become a lost soul so they try to track her down and save her we then see 22 as a lost soul and she doesn't want to get captured so she runs back into the great before and she's starting to cause havoc in the great before just running around sort of causing chaos and eventually joe catches up to her lost soul and 22's lost soul devours joe and brings joe inside and joe has to fight through all of the doubt and self-loathing of the uh, of the lost soul to actually find 22 and then we find out the part of the soul that's eating at 22 is joe's hurtful words, but Joe fights off the lost soul with that leaf that I had previously mentioned that 22 had saved from earlier in the day. And he places it in, in, in 22's hand and closes her hand around it. And that, you know, they sort of have a little heart to heart while she's still in the lost soul. And she 22 tells Joe that she's not ready to go to earth and that she doesn't think she's good enough. And then she also brings up the point that, you know, she never got her spark. And Joe explains to her that her spark isn't her purpose on Earth. The spark on the badge gets filled when a soul is ready to live and be on Earth. And that's why her her Earth badge got filled out. Because being on Earth, she finally realized that she did want to be there and experience life. And that's what the spark is. So, Joe helps, ends up helping 22 come back from the brink of being a lost soul and gives her her Earth badge back. But 22 is still scared. So, Joe holds her hand as she jumps into the Earth portal. And when she's finally ready to go the rest of the way on her own, he lets go of her hand and he gets returned to the Great Beyond. And he's finally accepted the fact that, you know... He's finally ready to go to the great beyond. He's accomplished what he wants to accomplish. He's helped 22 accomplish getting over her fear of going to earth. So he's heading towards the big bright light of the great beyond. And as he's approaching the light, one of the counselors approaches him and tells him that because he was able to inspire them, they're going to give him a second chance at life. We then get a cutaway scene where one of the other counselors distracts Terry And then as Terry is distracted, he messes with Terry's soul counter, which allows Joe to go back to Earth. And we then see Joe's soul return to his human body. And that's where the movie ends. I thought it was a really nice, cool movie. I I really thoroughly enjoyed it. There are a couple of things that I am going to be nitpicky on as we give it a rating and one of them I've already mentioned, but I'll go to you first, Joe, or sorry, not Joe, Josh, what did you think? My of name the, is not Joe. <laughs> what did you think of the movie, and what are you going to give it as a rating?
1: I liked it. It was cute. It had some funny moments, like a, that one that you just mentioned, The messing with Terry's counter was pretty funny. The counselors uh, were
0: funny throughout the himself entire was movie. Terry pretty funny.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, the counselors were funny, especially, especially every time they fucked with Terry. And then Terry bringing down the wrong person at one point. That was really funny. It was a good movie. I liked it better
0: than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I'd Give it a solid six. Six, okay. It was good. It wasn't the greatest, but it was good. Okay. I was originally, after watching it the first time, I was ready to give it a 9.5. But upon rewatch, I am going to... Wow. I'm going to drop that to an 8.5. I thought it was a really, really good movie. But like I said, there were a few things on the rewatch that I noticed that I didn't notice uh, notice or think about initially watching it the first time. I've already mentioned the fact of the cat. Like, where did the soul of the cat go when the cat was already still alive? So I kind of want that explained to me. But the biggest thing that I noticed when rewatching this movie is that this this movie takes place over the span of a day. Like, one day. And it's not possible for all that stuff to happen over the course of one day. Like, okay, you can say once they're in the, in, in the afterlife, in the great before, in the great beyond, there's no concept of time. Time doesn't exist. It's what you make of it. Having said that, When you actually look at all of the events that happen throughout the day, it's just that it's just too much to fit into one day. It starts off with him, with us seeing him at school, right? So obviously he's a teacher. So let's, let's assume he's not there for a full day. Let's assume that because he wasn't a full-time teacher, he had only been granted full-time like... During that during his class that day, let's assume that maybe he gets to leave early. Maybe he maybe his class is in the morning. He gets to leave at lunchtime, right? So let's say he's out of school by noon. So he's out of he's out of school. He still goes to his mom's place to his mom's work to let her know about the about the the full time job offer, and then from there he gets the phone call from Curly asking him to come replace a member of his band to play with Dorothea Williams. So after he goes to his mom's house, he goes to he goes to the rehearsal with Dorothea Williams. So let's say we're looking at anywhere between 1, one thirty now that he gets to rehearsal. You think rehearsal may be 45 minutes to an hour. So let's say, let's give it the benefit of the doubt and let's say he leaves his mom's play. By the time he talks to his mom and everything, you know, and then gets to the club and by the time they finish rehearsal, let's say it's about 2 o'clock. He then gets out of rehearsal and is walking through the streets of New York when he dies and he lands in a sewer. That's the that's thing too, right? So he, he, his body eventually ends up in the hospital. I don't know how they managed to find him when, when he fell down a sewer. So assume, it, presumably it took some time to fall down the sewer, right? So let's say it took like maybe half an hour, 45 minutes for somebody to find his body and get him to the hospital. So let's put his body being placed in the hospital around three o'clock. Now, time doesn't exist in the afterlife, obviously. So we don't know how long between him actually being placed in the hospital and him returning to his body is. So let's say he returns to his body. I mean, they're obviously monitoring him and stuff. So let's say by the time he returns to his body, and 22 ends up in his in his body, and he ends up in the cat. Let's say it's like 3:30 in the afternoon. You you still have him wandering throughout New York for the rest of the afternoon with with 22 in his body. You have the barbershop scene. You have the scene of him wandering New York again and splitting his pants, then having to get his his mom to to alter his pants, the scene with Connie at the apartment. There's just so much that happened in that one day in real Earth time that there's no way it could have all happened in one day. So that, that took away for me a little bit as well. So that's why I ended up dropping it from a nine and a half to an eight and a half. Having said that, it, I still thought overall it was a really, really good movie. I would definitely recommend it. It's one that I definitely plan on watching again at some point. As for the feedback that we got, one of my followers on Twitter, Search, he said that he watched it with his family over Christmas break. He thought Disney and Pixar hit this movie out of the park. Great story, solid message on personal issues of mental health and stress and self-doubt. Would definitely recommend to anyone of any age, 10 out of 10. And I definitely see where that mental health issue comes in, in regards to, you know, the way Joe just brushes off 22 and her appreciation for things on earth as her just experiencing his appreciation and his love of things. So, you know, it does shine a light on you really don't know how much your words affect somebody. So you kind of have to be careful with how you talk to people because it's Joe's words that end up eating at 22 once she becomes a lost soul. So I definitely see where what Serge is talking about when it comes to the issues of mental health. And another follow of, follower of mine by with the uh, Twitter handle of the Isolation Lo- Lord Lorian. That's that's a, a tongue twister. I'm sorry. <laughs> But the Isolation Lord of Orion says that Soul was absolutely fantastic. My favorite part of Pixar films is how they like to show off their new toys. In this case, Joe's fingers as he plays in various scenes. Those are pianist fingers, and they are supremely crafted. Also, the instrument... Those are what fingers? Sorry? Those are what fingers? Pianist's fingers. Okay. And they are supremely crafted. Also, the instruments have the same love shown like the the illustration of the instruments have the same love shown to them in terms of detail as, you know, everything else in the movie does. Did not give me a rating, but definitely seems to have enjoyed the movie. So I'm glad that we finally got some feedback from from people. Hopefully we'll get more feedback going forward. Josh, is there is there anything else that you would like to add in regards to Soul?
1: No, it just it was a good movie. I mean, I probably have to watch it again. You watched it, what, two or three times, I'm guessing? Twice. Yeah, twice. Um, yeah, twice. So I, I only watched it once. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. Um, no, I'd go watch If you
0: haven't watched it, if you have Disney Plus stuff, definitely check it out. It was a pretty good movie. And yeah, that's about it. All right. And before we wrap things up, once again, guys, you can find us on the social medias. We are on Twitter at Ocho Ortiz Disney. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod, Instagram and TikTok at Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod. You can buy some merch teespring.com slash stores slash Ocho dash and dash Ortiz or shop.spreadshirt.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod. You can also become our patron on Patreon for as little as a dollar, patreon.com slash Pod. And of course, the best way you can help support us for free is just by listening to this podcast, sharing it with your friends. We are available on most major podcasts and platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Tuned In, and our main source of uploading is Podbean, com. And guys, we would definitely appreciate your feedback. Like we said, if you have any comments regarding anything that, that we've covered already, if you have any feedback on the show in general, any suggestions on how you think we can improve, feel free to leave us a comment. Feel free to message us on social medias. We would greatly appreciate you guys leaving us comments, feedback, and ratings on the, on whatever podcast and app you're listening to this on. We'd love to know how we're doing. But having said that, as always, guys, whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, we appreciate you listening. We thank you for listening and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Adios.